Welcome to Talking With Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet and I'm here with Rachel Madel. Rachel, I got a quick question for you. Yes? What did you do on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve was a quiet New Year's Eve for me. Um, I didn't really do much of anything, just hung out with some friends. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you know what I did? Um, Melissa and I, my wife and I went out and uh, um, Tucker, were, my, my son was at his friend's house and Maggie was homesick. And so we went out to a, you know, a, an establishment to have some beverages and some food. And what did I see there, Rachel? What did I see at this uh, uh, at this brew pub that I saw? You saw a really cool fan. <laughs> I did. Not a talking with tech fan, but like a ceiling fan. This giant, it looked like an, a, a giant airplane propeller from uh, Avatar or something. You know what I mean? Like it was up on the ceiling. And as soon as I thought of it, or as soon as I saw it, I thought of you. And I took a picture of it. Uh, actually, as Melissa to get me in the picture and send you a picture of me and a ceiling fan. You want to explain? Yes, I'm going to explain why you're sending me pictures of ceiling fans on New Year's Eve. I will explain to our listeners. So when we were in Montana over the summer, you had the fortune, Chris, to be able to observe some of my therapy. So I had a, a day where I was doing some telepractice at our Airbnb. And you got to meet one of my students who happens to be a super super fan of ceiling fans. And it's his favorite thing to talk about. He loves asking new people questions about fans. In fact, we, at the end of the session, I took my computer with you and we showed him one of the ceiling fans that was in the Airbnb. And so, you know, he obviously was excited to see the ceiling fan. He loves talking about ceiling fans. He knows every brand of ceiling fan. He wants to know how many blades the ceiling fan has, where it comes from. Did it come from Home Depot or Lowe's? <laughs> um, so I'm really excited because later I'm going to see him for the first time uh, since you sent that picture. And I can't wait to show him the ceiling fan. Ever since meeting him, I find myself, whenever I go anyplace, actually noticing the ceiling fans now. He has taught me to be more aware of those appliances, and I don't go as into the detail of like what the brand name is. I also try and look at uh, how much dust is on the ceiling fan, because it seems like we have bad, bad luck there, where there's the places we go have tons of dust on the ceiling fan. But I think this is just a great example of following a student's lead, no matter what that lead might be, whatever their interest might be. Him and I have had so many therapy sessions where I've targeted so many different things in regards to ceiling fans. Uh, we have, you know, we practice conversational turn taking. Uh, we practice you know, inferencing when there's fans and what's going to happen, like, you know, what would happen if we put feathers on top of the fan and then turned it on, like making predictions, like we do all types of things with ceiling fans. And, um, yeah, I think it's like you said, just following a student's curiosities. Um, oftentimes we as educators can be frustrated sometimes when our students only want to talk about one or two things, uh, that they're really interested in, but we have unique opportunities to take what they're really interested in. In and create lots of communication opportunities around it. Um, you know, we also use Canva, him and I, and we have ceiling fans, different ceiling fans and different characters. And we create all types of stories around ceiling fans. So, you know, it's just a testament to really following his lead and that we can create communication no matter what the topic is. Uh, we can do deep dives into our students' curiosities and have really successful therapy sessions come out of it. 
yeah, there's respecting it. And then there's using it as a springboard to talk about other things and moving on to other skills. Uh, and so I think a, a, a great point here is no matter what that interest is, follow it. Don't try and abate it. Don't be like, oh, ceiling fads. Don't put your own judgment on it as a, as thinking that's, I don't know, strange or weird or different. We all have our different interests, you know? How I, I, I met an adult who, um, at the same night, right? I had known her for a while and I ran into her and was like, oh my gosh, it's you, you know? And um, she we were chatting about what one of her hobbies is and it is flower arrangements. And on the surface, just think how weird that is, or I could think how weird that is, or I could place some sort of judgment on it, meaning you pick flowers and you put them in some sort of styrofoam and you arrange them in a way like you could turn anything and make it feel like it's weird or strange. Don't lean into it. What is flower? Why is it interesting to you? What's fascinating about it? And and then that just springs from there. How many different places we can go in that conversation from flowers to creativity to hobbies to um, to your background or history. And so leaning into that stuff and respecting somebody is the way definitely the way to go. Yeah, I'm always trying to find things that my students are really interested in and what's actually applicable in their everyday life. One of my other students is obsessed with the show Octonauts, which is really funny because he actually used to be obsessed with Daniel Tiger. And slowly but surely, I started showing little short clips of other shows, Octonauts being one of them. And once he became familiar with Octonauts, he started liking Octonauts more. Um, So I think that that's a testament to just, you know, Sometimes our students need introduction to things and for them to become more regular in order to feel more comfortable and to actually like it. Um, The student is autistic. Um, But anyway, so he loves Octonauts. So we practice during our sessions watching clips of Octonauts and he will, you know, like I said, make predictions and we'll work on, you know, comprehension of the story and dialogue and I'll pause and I'll say, you know, what do you think he could say next or what is he thinking right now? Um, But one of the things that I just started doing, he was just assessed and was diagnosed with auditory processing disorder, which I've always known, like he has struggled auditorily. Um, He will have a hard time repeating things. Sometimes he'll switch the sounds and um, he just has a hard time answering questions, not because he doesn't understand how to answer a question, just because he doesn't catch it auditorily. And so anyway, with this recent diagnosis, I was like, oh man, like I should have been using captions this whole time. Like, how have I not been using closed captioning for this kid? We're watching YouTube. So anyway, over the course of the last couple of weeks, I've been um, creating situations where I ask him a question about the dialogue and I, you know, purposely don't have the closed captions on and he is not able to answer it. And I'm like, oh, you know what would help us right now? And he's like, the closed captions. And so I'm creating this situation on purpose so that he starts learning, oh, when I'm struggling to hear something and I'm struggling to understand the storyline, I now have the autonomy and independence and the resources to actually turn the captions on myself. Because I think so often we're just like, oh, let me do this for you, right? Let me like turn your AAC device on for you. Let me turn the closed captions on for you. But really, how can we empower students to start doing these things for themselves? Um, And so anyway, I've been slowly but surely introducing this. And every time I'm kind of, you know, saying to him, oh, like, I wonder what could help us. I don't think you heard that. And now he's slowly starting to, to say like the closed captions. And actually for the first time yesterday, or no, it was Tuesday. Um, 
for the first time when I started the video, he's like, Miss Rachel, you forgot the closed captions. And I was like, yes. <laughs> so now he's starting to do it for himself. And that just means he's going to do it at home with the TV and all these things. So I just wanted to share that small win. I'm um, super excited that he's now able to, you know, not only use the closed captions, but really, I, I think what I've done is demonstrated the power of it for him. Mm -hmm. He learned a strategy that works for him. You have, it's a great question to ask all the time is the actions that I'm taking, are they enabling or the word you used empowering, right? And clearly by, by having them not there and be there and have not there and be there, he realized that this skill, oh, I need those on. That helps me. That helps me. So fantastic. Awesome stuff. Before we get on to our creature report, creature report, I need to know about our new Patreon members. Yes, I'm super excited. We have Ian, Carrie, and Lauren who have just signed up for our Patreon. Thank you guys so much for your support. We are so grateful. All of that uh, money goes towards our team and makes this podcast possible. So if you haven't signed up for a Patreon, you're like, what is Patreon? Uh, it's a place where you can go and find all behind the scenes footage, extra podcast interviews, lots of videos. I tend to share lots of resources that I'm using in my own therapy that I think are helpful. Um, also resources that I sell on my website. I put on the Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com backslash talking with tech to sign up. And we're super excited to have all these new Patreon members. So uh, Jennifer Hiles, I'm sure, is a wonderful creature, which is why I was saying Creature Report. Of course not. That's an Octonauts reference for anyone that is, that is following along and playing at home. Um, so tell us a little bit about Jennifer Hiles, the interview we're about to listen to. Chris, I was super excited. Are you familiar with the uh, Instagram handle Drawn to AAC? Yes, a little bit. Yeah. Okay. So Jennifer Hiles is the creator of Drawn to AAC. So she, I'm sure if you guys uh, just Google that, you'll start to see all the images, but she's an illustrator and an SLP and has created lots of images around AAC. So now it integrates with Canva. You can use them for your social media posts. You can use them in resources that you're creating. So I wanted to ask her to come on the podcast to talk all about Drawn to AAC and how it was created and all the different uses for it. Um, so I'm super excited to share my interview with Jennifer Hiles. If you enjoy talking with tech, we could use your help in spreading the word about the podcast. Please take a moment to leave us a review on iTunes. The more positive reviews the podcast gets, the easier it becomes for others to find it. The more people who find the podcast, the more the word spreads about how to effectively consider and implement AAC. And who doesn't want that? If that sounds good to you, please take a moment and give the podcast a quick review. We'd so very much appreciate it. Now, let's get back into the episode. Welcome to Talking With Tech. I'm your host, Rachel Madel, joined today by Jennifer Hiles. Jennifer, I'm so excited to have you here. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I was really flattered that you asked to talk. Well, many of you guys probably know the account, Jennifer's account, Drawn to AAC. Um, she does really amazing images and infographics um, and art all around AAC. So I love your work, Jennifer. I really admire all of the work that you do for our field. And I was super excited to have you on to just share your experience, talk about Drawn to AAC. For people who don't know about it yet, I'm excited to share. Um, before we dive into all of that, can you just kind of introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? 
Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, so I'm Jennifer Hiles. I'm a speech language pathologist in the Bay Area of California, so Northern California. Um, I've, I'm kind of like a newish clinician. I've only been practicing for about five years. Um, I, I actually, before I became a speech pathologist, my bachelor's was in psychology and I decided to change gears because I thought communication was so interesting. Um, and so, and then I discovered AAC in graduate school. Um, and I did an internship with a company that specializes in providing AAC services in the Bay Area. So that's where I've been working this whole time. So I've been just doing AAC um, throughout my career um, and working with students who have complex communication needs. Um, and then on the side, I've always loved to draw. Um, and I used to just, you know, doodle things for materials and stuff. And uh, during the, you know, the pandemic, we were all working from home and making a lot of Google slides. And so I was, I decided to like teach myself how to do digital art. Um, and then as a way to kind of like motivate me to draw more and to do more of it. And I figured if I can you know, participate in my hobby in a way that also is, is working, then I'll feel productive. I hear so, you. I hear you. It's like, how can I take this art and make it super productive for myself? I do the same yeah. thing. I, I do greeting cards. I like to paint oh, greeting really? cards and it's like, I don't paint just for painting sake. I'm like, but I'm going to turn this into something I can use. <laughs> so I do cards. Yeah. That's awesome. Right. Like if, I feel like there's there's just that motivation to be like, oh, if I'm doing it for myself, sometimes it's hard to motivate yourself to to do things just for yourself. Or a lot of us are kind of that type in um, speech pathology. Yeah. But I was like, okay, well, if I if I can make something that'll be helpful for work and it'll be um, like art, then I'll do more of it. Um, so I made drawn to Ace, you know, like kind of um, like another way to kind of keep motivating me to do art, but then also. Um, I thought it might be useful. Like I saw other uh, SLPs like you and um, uh, lots of other like really helpful accounts where people were sharing information that was helpful to everybody. Um, and I said, oh, I figure I can do something like that and see um, if if that motivates me to keep going. Um, and so I was just surprised that there seems like there was a lot of interest in in those things coming together um, for some reason. Um, like maybe it's just, I think a lot of people are saying like that they were looking for just like more diversity or um, uh, just like, you know, our, our uh, a field can be really niche in terms of what we need depicted and mm -hmm. um, just having more of that out there. Um, so I've just been doing that and there's been that response to it. Um, and so I've branched out to into um, um, like making clip art uh, illustrations. Um, I also uh, do commission art for self-published books about like having to do with speech pathology or AAC. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also do monthly illustrations for the informed SLP for their articles. That's amazing. And I think that, you know, you kind of did hit on a niche area of our field that was very underrepresented, uh, which was always the irony for me is that we're teaching students with disabilities, but we're not actually using imagery of people with disabilities with them, you know, and it's just like to see your images and to see AAC and all different, you know, diverse 
children and adults using AAC, like it just is so helpful uh, when we're creating resources, when we're creating, you know, social media posts and images. Um, it's just really nice to be able to utilize, um, you know, imagery that has AAC users in it when we're working with students who use AAC. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I noticed that um, it seemed like just people wanted more of of that, um, which I was surprised by. I, I think sometimes people find it easier to reach out and tell you what they want if they if they see it or something like that. Um, and I think that's actually contributed a lot to the like, I feel like there actually is a lot of more increased diversity in illustrations and in depictions um, recently, just because there's been um I think so much advocacy for it recently. I think that like representation has become really top of mind for a lot of people just in these past couple of years. Um, and so I think via asking for it and people being really um, interested in it, you know, we have, and it might be something that companies were working on, but right, like skin tone options for symbols came out like within the past couple of years. Um, we're getting a lot more different like voices and accents for um, for devices um, and just people saying, you know, the things that they notice aren't there. I think maybe people thought they weren't options before and were just using pictures that they had at home um, and are now, I get maybe like more comfortable asking for them. Um, so that's been helpful because we only know how to provide what we're like our experience is, I think, and we can do research and we can try to, um, to, to make things to fill needs that we see, but it's so helpful. For example, if people approach me or ask me to make something or say that they notice there's something that, um, is not available that they'd like to see drawn. Yeah. And it's really cool that like, we're living in a world where it's so easy to connect with someone to kind of mm -hmm. get what you need, um, you know, and, in a reasonably short amount of time without a lot of red tape. Um, I think that's the coolest thing about, you know, living in an age where we're so, you know, hyper-connected in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. um, it's just like really easy to talk to creators like yourself and say like, hey, I'm looking for this thing, you know, can you help me here? Um, and to have someone who understands the experience um, working firsthand, you know, it's not like you're an illustrator who you have to kind of have all this extra time spent talking about like, this is what AAC is and here's examples of what it looks like. And, you know, there's, you don't think about these things, um, you know, when you're, until you're kind of in a position where you're like working, you know, with businesses and with other content creators and things like that. But having someone in the field doing this kind of work is really helpful. Um, I always like think about our podcast too, like our, our audio engineer, Michaela, she's an SLP who's mm -hmm. finishing up her master's, you know, our pr producer, Luke, like he's also an SLP. So it's just so helpful to just like, feel like I can uh, rest assured that, you know, the content on this podcast, Podcast is really, you know, understood by the people who create it. Um, and I feel like you have that too, in the sense that you're an SLP working with students with AAC. Um, and it's just really helpful. There's a lot of things you probably don't even realize that you bring to the table just with your experience and, you know, all the things that you know that you would have to like teach someone about if you were trying to, you know, hire outside of the profession. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, that's something that a lot of people who've approached me say um, that 
they've tried working with illustrators before who weren't in the field and they they never quite tell me like what happens but they'll say like something weird happens <laughs> or they'll get something very odd um when they ask for specific things or like just like you said like you don't have to describe if you say i want um like uh, a parent and a child like doing like doing a joint attention like something that um represents that like i have some idea of what you're looking for there um yeah whereas like another illustrator might not but that i think that that's um a really neat thing about our field is that it's so broad and there's all of these different little niches that I'm sure like um, AAC, like for me, like it attracted me to this part of the field because I like technology. Um, and uh, so um, it probably attracts a whole bunch of different people with different like little extra side hobbies <laughs> that we're all hopefully coming together and um yeah, can use to really make something that's really tailored to our field and to our clients and everything. And so I'm seeing more of that, or I see it in some company. And I think it's really cool. Like the informed SLP employs a lot of um, illustrators who are, um, they're SLPs who also draw. Um, and so, yeah, as, as much as um, we can have people that have that understanding of our field working together, I think it creates like really helpful content yeah absolutely um i love you know that idea of just you know really trying to find slps who have these interests because we have a big field with lots and lots mm -hmm. of people and so you know obviously there's going to be overlap with someone who's able to do skills outside of our field that can help you know really propel our field and uplift our field um so that's awesome that you are doing this um for our listeners who are like oh my gosh yes i know those images which by the way <laughs> definitely follow jennifer on social media at drawn to aac um but for our listeners who are like oh my gosh yes that looks so familiar what are some ways that people are using those images you know we mentioned kind of social media and things like that but i'm curious from your side since you know you probably get in contact with the people who are using those images and you see them and you're tagged on social media and all those things like what are ways that we can incorporate these images you know in the work that we do as slps um well i see them used well what i really like is um seeing them used for presentations um and i get some feedback that i think um yeah, having that imagery, I think, helps people like anchor something to um, what they're talking about. Um, and so anytime I have um, something either in the clip art packs or on Canva uh, that goes along with what the person is trying to convey in their um, presentations, like that's where um, I, I see it. And it makes me feel like I'm part of the presentation, <laughs> even though, um, you know, it's definitely all of their work. Um, and so that's definitely a way I see it being used. Um, my clip art, you can also use it for any materials that you make. Um, and at this point, even if it's materials that you sell, as long as you're not like selling just the pieces by itself. Um, so like that was something I was hoping to do is... Um, like everybody has all of these different skills and different um, things that they're contributing and they're all making. Like, I think that was something that we um, 
found a lot during the pandemic that we're all kind of scrambling to figure out the best way to make something. But digital materials are so replicable and shareable that Mm -hmm. we didn't all have to do the same thing over and over and make the same material over and over. We could share it with each other or we can make it in a way that other people could have access to it. Um, And it's nice to not have to be limited by how well we can draw something or how well we, where, where we can find a picture. Um, so like being able to take, if you want to make a material, anything I make are for that, have a lot of things that are available for fear for like fairly cheap. Um, and so anytime you can use that to make something that's a little more, um, representative of your students, um, then that's great. Um, and then some of the feedback that I get is that people are really looking for depictions of older students who use AAC. A lot yeah. of the clip art and materials um, that are made and sold by SOPs are mostly for for younger students. So that's what it seems like the, the case has been. Um, and also like a lot of a clip art for younger students like has a certain look to it like it's you know for for kids um which is totally fine for for kids but um um and it, it depends on your opinion but i've been told that my style doesn't like look too kiddish or it doesn't look like too car- like it's simple but it's not like super cartoony so it can be like age respectful and so i tried to make like packs that are for or and also like art that depicts adults um and older students um and i'm trying to work on somebody told me that they needed um images that depict slps at hospitals so like diverse depictions of nurses and doctors and also people using aac in um in those settings so i've been working on that um so these are all ways that you can use images um and if you needs something like you can't find something you can definitely message me and sometimes i even just like make something if i have time um yeah i love it i love it that's so nice and so great that you know for people who are looking for very specific things that you they have the ability to just reach out to you and to to get that thing made um which is really helpful um and you know i think it's important to to just reach out to people. I have reached out to so many different app developers being like, Hey, can you actually make this high contrast for a kid that I have Mm -hmm. who has cortical visual impairment? You know, and you'd be surprised how receptive creators are to listening, to getting feedback. Um, You know, I know for myself, the things that I create, I love feedback. I love when people Mm -hmm. are like, actually, like, could you try this? Or this is something else I thought about. I'm like, thank you for the idea. Yes, of course. Um, So I know that, you know, as creators, it's really helpful to get that feedback. And so it's awesome that you're kind of open to getting those messages and then creating whatever people need. Yeah. I I love that too. I love when people reach out. Um, and I think, uh, that especially, I know you're, you're based in America, in California. Um, but I think that that's kind of the, the culture. I never blame people for asking, even if they're asking for something extravagant, I think (laughs) that's kind of the culture around here is that it never hurts to ask. And so I try to uh, make that go both ways. Like if I, if I need something, I figure like, that's fine. That the first initial ask, as long as we're not like entitled about, I mean, I'm sure we've all enjoyed like listening to like, oh, the entitled people that ask artists for things for free. Like I, I never take it that way. I'm always just like, you know, it, 
it it never hurts to <laughs> just to ask and see what's available um um or like like you said like creators love getting like we want to a lot of us want to make things that people like or that are useful for people so just letting us know that there's something um that you need or yeah yeah what's out there is good yeah yeah and it just kind of drives your creative process right it's like okay like this is something that like has sparked something for me and i can like go down this path now that i didn't think about before so it is nice to kind of have that connection and collaboration with people um i one thing i thought about with your images jennifer is this idea of social stories and oftentimes we're just kind of you know using whatever images that we can find um mm-hmm. and i feel like if we're creating a social story you know, in Pictello or Book Creator, whatever tool we're using, Canva, um, it's just really helpful to have, again, images that have students with disabilities and students who are AAC users in them. Um, So that was another idea that I had. I haven't actually used your images for uh, social stories, but I feel like that would be a really good thing to do, an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I I think um especially for social stories, um that's when you might need something really specific and so yeah. sometimes it's really hard to find just what you're looking for. Um so if you look through through my things, I think like on Teachers Pay Teachers on the images, you can tell exactly what's there if it's something you're looking for and again, you can always let me know about something you're looking for. Um But yeah, that was um, actually why it was sort of helpful to be able to draw a little bit, because sometimes you need something so specific, like, like we don't like, um, I don't know, just like a child holding socks and looking confused or something. (laughs) That is sometimes what we need. (laughs) And um, it's like, it's not something I would think to do. But so even if someone said like, oh, maybe I need just someone who's who's having this like unconventional um, facial expression because a lot of clip art is, you know, everybody's smiling, everybody happy. Um, and so just getting feedback, oh, I need, like, my presentation is about having a hard time doing something. And so we need like some of that depicted, like that's helpful to know too. Love it. Yeah. You know, I want to start using some of your images in my presentations. I like hadn't thought about <laughs> using it in presentations for whatever reason. I definitely use for social media. Um, and like, I'm excited about that idea, but it's like, makes perfect sense. We're talking about AAC. Like, why would we not include, you know, AAC? I think I, I use a lot of bitmojis in my presentations, <laughs> um, especially because I'm oftentimes presenting with Chris and it's like, okay, when you see my bitmoji, it's my slide. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I, I kind of know what my slide is and what his slide is, but um, it feels like a really great idea for people who are like, yes, I'd love to incorporate these into my presentations. What's the best way to do that? How do we actually get a hold of your images? Um, so you can get them from Teachers Pay Teachers. They come in like a zip lock pack with uh, transparent backgrounds, and a lot of them come um, in black line. Also, if you just if you don't want it to be like a full color image, mm-hmm. um, and the the packs on Teachers Pay Teachers are categorized by kind of what what they are, what you can use them for. Mm-hmm. Um, like I made one that was depicting. Uh, common activities during the school day. And so I said like, oh, this is, can be good for visual schedules or like if you were making a presentation that was about you know school related AAC topic, then that would make a lot of sense too. Um, so that's one way to find stuff. I also have a lot of things on Canva Pro. Um, uh, what, 
that I'm happy about because it sounds like I think teachers and educators have access to Canva Pro through their they schools. Do. It's free. A lot. It's um, free yeah. for educators. So I have a lot of images there for free and you can search just drawn to AAC and it'll bring up everything that I have. Or you can just try searching for specifically what you're looking for. And hopefully I've added that as a search term to the image. Um and see and see if something there is helpful for you. Um, and so I think that's why I see a lot of it on social media is because a lot of people use Canva. And so a lot of people can find my stuff on Canva pretty easy. Um, right. Like the dream would be able to make so many that you could search them and and have like like the way that lesson picks work. Like lesson picks is also another great resource mm -hmm. for images if you're looking for images for um, your presentations and such. Um, but yeah, so those are some of the ways you can find my stuff. I also, um, am on Kofi is a website that a lot of artists on Instagram and online use, um, for their stuff. It's like an alternative to Patreon. Um, and there actually have a bunch of like free downloadable image. Like they'll just come as a image with a transparent background that you can look at and use. Um, and then, um, I also sell all of the different packs there. Amazing. Well, I'm excited to showcase your work. I'm curious, Jennifer, what's next for you? Like what's the next <laughs> kind of adventure or like iteration of uh, drawn to AAC? Um, that's a really good question. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I think right now, um, a lot of this is something that probably makes a lot of sense to you or a lot of like your audience that makes content um, that there's a really big push towards video because um, that's, you know, that's the most engaging for people, most accessible for people. Um, and then for me and for artists, it's just not that it's not, it's hard because animating stuff takes so much time. And so it's really fun for me to do, but um, to make to make reels is really time consuming. Um, and the content that I can make in reels, I feel like the information isn't as robust. Mm -hmm. um, like originally what I was doing was post that was inform like kind of more information heavy with mm -hmm. a, like a general image and images that were helpful for that. Um, so I'm kind of in a, in a phase where I'm trying to decide what I'm going to do there with that. But it, it seems like people are still interested in the, the carousel posts, even though there's kind of this push towards video. So I think I'm going to keep um, doing that, but I, I really like, don't know. A lot of this has mostly been, just been motivated by what people's response to, um, to drawn to AAC was, um, I like just being helpful and making things that people like. Um, so I think a lot of what the future looks like is mostly like collaboration with other SLPs, um, people who like want to, um, make books or have illustrations done, um, or like commissions, like that's a lot of what I'm working on on the side. Um, and then I don't know if I ever think of like a good enough idea, maybe I'll do something 
myself like that too. I love it. Well, you're just going to like figure it out as you go along. It sounds like mm-hmm. this was kind of like a passion project that turned into kind of a business, uh, which I feel like oftentimes that's what happens, right? When we kind of follow yeah. that trajectory, we're like, oh, I kind of love this. I'm like, well, maybe I could like do something with this. And then it like, you get a good response and you're kind of like, okay. Um, you know, myself as a business owner and entrepreneur, it just like, sometimes you have to zoom out for a second and be like, what, what do I want to do? Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I think we kind of, sometimes things fall in our lap and we're like, yeah, I'm just doing it. Um, but it's helpful sometimes to kind of zoom out and reflect and be like, Hmm, like if I could do anything, like what would I want to do and what would I want to do more of? And what do I want to do less Mm -hmm. of, you know, it's just, it's really cool to be able to kind of zoom out for a second and figure out like, what is the next step for me? So I'm sure you'll figure it out as you kind of go along. Yeah. Or maybe I need to take one of your business consultation calls. (laughs) Listen, we'll hop on together and I'll, (laughs) I'll guide you to the next step for John to AAC. Awesome. Jennifer, how can people get in contact with you? Obviously your social media account, John to AAC, is there any other place where you, uh, people can find you? Um, so that, that I think is the easiest for me. You can just message me at um, drawn to AAC. I'm on Instagram. Um, I think even if you don't have Instagram, there's a link on my bio on drawn to AAC that has a lot of other options for um, contacting me. I have my um, my art email is um, noblehopecreations at gmail.com. Um, so yeah, either of those work well for, for me for getting in contact. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer, for coming on and sharing your experience and all of the amazing work you do for our field. I've been so interested in seeing how your account has grown over the years and seeing all of your images and places. Um, I feel like you're becoming very popular in the AAC world with good reason. Um, and so I'm really excited to kind of share with our listeners all of the work that you're doing. And if you guys haven't seen all of her amazing images, definitely go to at drawn to AAC and check them out because it really is making a huge impact in the world of AAC and it's super helpful. So I'm so happy that you found this, you know, side hustle that has, you know, really blossomed. Thank you so much, Rachel. It was really nice talking to you. Amazing. So for Talking With Tech, I'm Rachel Madel, joined by Jennifer Hiles. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll talk to you guys next week.